cost drifted alarmingly in the betting was, you know, fancy in the morning continued to drift. It was late on the on the exchanges to, to lose. It was something you'd see in a, in a Dick Francis novel, Charles Bottoms. Ground is soft, it's not. It's oh, it's not, heavy. Soft on times. It's, it's heavy. Okay. Hello, and a big welcome to the Bar Inquiry Sunday Sermon. Today, uh, there's myself, John, uh, and our special guest is Lorne Malvo from Twitter. And uh, we've got an action packed Sunday Sermon to discuss several annoying little topics that always pop up during a week. Um, but we'll discuss. First of all, glorious Goodwood. What 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 do we make to the whole? I'm going to call it a shit show this week, uh, guys. Uh, um, John, I'll go with you first. What 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 have you taken out of Goodwood this week? Well, it sort of reaffirmed my absolute concrete belief that there's no way the caliber of racing justifies a five day festival uh, for starters. Yeah. And also that Clarks of the Courses, as things stand, can just get away with blue screaming murder because there's been nothing said about that watering in any form of media I can get my hands on. So there was some decent racing. I, I, I wouldn't say it was a complete Ferrago, but... Um, from a punting perspective, they're making it very hard for people to do any good on the, these big festival meetings because you, you don't know what the ground is. And as I said, the, the races that the padding these festivals out with just leave a lot to be desired, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, had a, I've had a few comments on this um, on, on Twitter. Thanks for your comments and questions. Uh, we'll get to answer a, a few in a minute. but. Um, the, the general consensus, and th- this is uh, this is from, from Ewan Hutchinson's mentioned it, Frankie on the Blowers mentioned it, uh, and basically they're saying, is it, is it time, Chris, now to basically look at future festivals on the flat? Because given the majority of them are, are run on softer ground, just just backing mudlarks at these anti posts at these festivals. Yeah, I, I saw that earlier. Um, that the, the, the tweet that referred to that, and I think that's probably not a bad bad strategy. That they always seem these days, well, latterly, to be run in sort of you know eye deep mud. And given the vagaries of the British weather, that that might not be a bad idea. I mean, I, I think, and I, I can't remember your, your guest on 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 Friday made a very good point i like a little bit of gardening because i'm over 50 years old wear glasses on a chain and i'm practically dead but what, what he said <laughs> waiting for death but what he said was the more you water um plants the, the less you encourage them to put roots down and that's absolutely right you know you, if you want root plants to put roots down you've got to go easy on the water and the point he made and i do apologize because i've got because i'm old i forget names what he says is absolutely right. You know, they kick the top off so easily because they're doused in water throughout, you know, the, the, the period uh, approaching the festival. So you, you're going to get lots of this sort of sloppy ground. So I, I think that's not a bad idea, actually. The more I think about it, the more I think that's a real, potentially a real edge. Yeah. Um, I mean, it certainly, I mean, the thing is as well, I mean, uh, a friend of mine made a good point a few weeks ago, and he said basically what's caused all this is is these super duper advanced drainage systems yep. 
on racetracks and what that's doing during the drought where it's 27, 28 degrees for a couple of weeks. Like we're getting regular in British summers now. It'll go 25 to 30 degrees for a couple of weeks and, you know, then probably yeah. tail off. But during them two weeks, they're having to water the shit out of the ground because the drainage system obviously so, has so effective. Mm, so effective. Yeah. Like I mean, you, like you say, Ch- Ch- Cheltenham festivals, uh, John, you know, Cheltenham festivals. Now it's, it's normal that they're watering on the run up to the Cheltenham festival in bloody March. I mean, yeah. that, that, that is a, that has got to be a product of, of the drainage system. Same with York. Um, and the problem is then they start chucking too much on. And as we've seen week in, week out, these festivals, you know, a couple of showers or a thunderstorm comes down, and all of a sudden it's 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 carnage. The, the, I mean, I mean, the times on Saturday. This is summer. I mean, yes, they've had rain this week there. You know, I I I, I do accept that. But to see uh, the times on on Saturday, wonderful tonight, which is basically an arc filly. Um, yeah. You know, uh, eleven and a half seconds slower than standard time. Yeah. I mean, this is just this is brutal. This is this is their expertise now i don't respect clark of the courses anymore i don't i don't know what the bha t- uh, 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 whether they have any influence on what they do because i mean you've got sandown's clark of the course the other week that decided he'd walk the course uh, you know during, during about 9 a.m just so he could get in front and, and tell itv viewers on the opening show while everybody else is waiting for a going update to place the bets and right. you know calm because because he, he wants to get on get on telly these clerks now are just becoming ridiculous and i, I, I think sorry i think the entry qualification lee must be you just got to own a pair of green hunter wellies and own a fucking stick that's it <laughs> i mean then you're in I, you know i just, <laughs> don't see much more evidence of their skill set based on the yeah. you know the ground that they produce in the last sort of few festival meetings really uh, okay so i mean so right we've covered it we've, we've we've done the clerks we've probably done that to death so we'll just move on i mean obviously performances this week john um any anything anything sort of catch your eye that I mean, we know about Baid, and we, you know, we know he's he's, he's group one etc cetera, etc cetera, on what we saw um but anything, anything catch your eye elsewhere, maybe? Well, outside of the shagging shirts, best mailer in Europe, <laughs> probably not really. I did, I did think that the Johnson horse that won over a man and a quarter. I think I thought that hinted at probably plenty more to come at a man and a quarter, and maybe even a man and a half. Quite, quite, is yeah. He's an also I've been backing, but typically I didn't didn't back him. Uh, backed him, backed him at Ascot um, in the Britannia. Um, didn't, yeah, ran okay. But but the the ten, like you say, probably brought around around I would say seven to ten pounds worth of improvement all at once. So like you say, racing again over ten, he, he might do more on better ground as well. You know, he's. Interesting. Um, you, you could possibly end up maybe even verging on Grove Toast under there, I thought. Well, uh, he, he was high class, wasn't he? At, at two, he, he was he was sort of Royal Ascot two year old standard. Didn't he, didn't he place in the Coventry or something? I think he was. Yeah, I think it was. He ran very very well in in one of the big big uh, group races. Uh, two, obviously, I've not got it in front of me, but. But yeah, um, so yeah, plenty to come from quite. I agree with you. I know it's a winner, but at least, like you say, there's plenty more scope. I think might get even further the way it kept going. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Any, 
Any, Chris, any any highlights of the week for you? Uh, well, uh, I, I, <laughs> I hated it all, actually. I mean, I done, did my money over the, the pitch. So, so I, I'm very much, uh, people on Twitter would hate me even more for it, but I'm a pocket talker. So had I won money, it would have been the greatest meeting of recent years because I did my money. I thought it was dreadful. I mean, I suppose the only horse that I, I quite liked the look of was on the Thursday, that Wilderness Girl of Baldings with Buick. I thought that looked very professional. I think that might uh, go on to be a little bit better. But I thought I thought it, the last few days of the meeting, I thought were awful. I just couldn't see anything get excited about um, bad ground, just the shit show, really. So not not really for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I can honestly say, chaps, I, I had I had a horrendous Saturday. Um, I lost a lot of money Saturday, and it was it was very painful. I feel slightly annoyed at myself for getting too involved. Really, when each all week I've been quite tentative because because of the ground and everything, and I, and for some reason I decided to 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 be be Terry Ramsden um, <laughs> yesterday, and and yeah. you know started bla- blasting. You know, stakes went up for some bizarre reason, and and I just, I just, I just, and I watched the massive black hole um, at the <laughs> the end of the day. I mean, you see, like I said, it, it, it's painful that you know you make these choices. This is what I do for a living, and you know, there, the, the, I had I had a, I had a few moans on Twitter yesterday at, at, at standard, the standard of our tipping. Well, we do say <laughs> get on the pink button, um, uh, and we did. We we had a, we had a pretty poor day Saturday on the whole. Uh, on the bar stewards, but I mean, there've been some bright points. Catherine Fry, you know, fantastic. She did last week with some terrific selections, including the big Blazers winner, uh, 20 gambled as well, 20, 25s into tens. So well done, Catherine. Um, you, yeah. you, you, you can she carried us all, you know, and it's quite <laughs> a weight to carry. I can, I can, I can assure you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, so so that that was the week that was. Um, right, our first topic then. We'll we'll talk, right, we've had a lot of discussion about jockeys, chaps, and I think it was there to see again at Goodwood at some of the poor standards of jockeyship, and and it, this isn't pocket talking uh, in my perspective. I, I'm I was just laughing at laughing at them all coming down the centre in um, Mr Wagyu. Uh, Mr. Wagyu came across in the sprint, and then they all. So the ones that were drawn low in that sprint all stayed, all moved across into the centre. John, have you, have you have you anything to sort of add to the standard of jockeyship we're seeing possibly of late? You try to add to add anything constructive when you see them all just congregating in the middle of a track like that. When you you know it's it's virtually going to mean that they're racing in soup. I mean, I was particularly depressed by the Mr. Waggio situation because you should remember one of my four selections in the race was second. And I was actually counting on something taking on Mr. Waggio and just ensuring that he did drop away. You know, I was feeling the worst too out, actually. I thought, shit, this is going to hold on. And uh, sure enough, it did. Um, Possibly a big improvement, but I, I find it's hard to believe it's, it's had another £10 up its sleeve after it's continually gone up this year. Um, but as, as you say, the, the jockey ship's unbelievable in, in some of these races. Ryan looks like, well, he's, he's getting a touch of the Holly Divers looking like he can't settle a horse. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, 
Man of Frank went very keen and he probably hit the ground anyway, but uh, that that was virtually dead three furlongs out. Looked as though it finished with a problem. Um, you know, there was just so many dark points during the meeting, you know, I mean, York's, York's going to feel like the relief of Mafeking here if it's, if it's actually going to go down. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, th- th- this leads me on to a question from Carl Swanson, and he says that is the standard of jockeys on the win? He said he said he was put off by backing Snow Lantern this week due to Spencer being aboard. Uh, <laughs> Carl, you, you, what a fantastic judge you are! Because Snow Lantern got Spencered, and <laughs> and and he's and he says I've heard you and John say about SDS. You know, on the wing, blah blah blah. But he, but he can judge pace from the front. Except he's good from the front. Um, is, no, I'm alive. I'm not jockey. You know, so. Yeah. He, he, he asks. He asks. Chaps, has the days of the clock in the head gone? Was there ever any day where, where jockeys had a clock in their head? They used to say Corth and John, for example, had a clock in his head. Was that rubbish? I think it's over exaggerated. Anybody that wants to. Take the the converse view. Should have a look on YouTube and watch Belmez's King George win when Steve actually ran old Dick into the ground. I mean, Belmez wouldn't have seen which way that had gone if that set even fractions. But he fought off challenger after challenger, and Belmez was the last one that was just too much for him. Yeah, yeah you know. So I mean, he can get it wrong. Um, if you watch Piggott on a ledge in the 77 ledger, you know, Dunfermline had two pacemakers that year, had Gregarious and then Lester on a ledge chasing the pacemaker. You yeah. know, so I mean, they, they all get it wrong from time to time. But then you look at the likes of Spencer and you just think these people habitually get it wrong. You, you know, I mean, irrespective of what it's going to happen in a race. You'll know Spencer's default position is to walk out the gate and sit last. Well, that's terrific if they're setting suicide fractions, but nine times out of ten they're not. So yeah. your horse is just starting a race at a massive disadvantage anyway. You know, yeah. I mean, he's not he's not even letting the horse jump and having a look say for 20 years and seeing what sort of pace he's going to be on. Do you agree with Piggott's long-standing comments of that you shouldn't give jockeys instructions because uh, the good jockeys know what to do anyway? And he says most of the and the bad jockeys won't carry them, won't be able to carry them out. No, because the good the good jockeys don't know what to do. If, if, well, if that's the case, there was no good jockeys riding in that Stewart's Cup Consolation race. Yeah, there's none of them here what to do. You know, so what, what do we assume there? They were all idiots, or nobody got any instructions, or what? You know, it's... Well, that's the thing. It, surely it must come from trainers and owners what what to do. You know, you know like if I if I were in that in 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 the Mister Wagyu race, if I was drawn one to four or something like that, you'd just literally. I, I know it didn't work out because the far rail probably wasn't much good anyway, but you, it's it's bonkers to to sort of move across into the middle on the wing. Um, and and I, I, I found the lack of ingenuity from some of them just, well, you know. I don't think a fair degree of it is a lack of instruction. I mean, you only have to 
listen to that idiot at Midland, don't you? You know, saying he never gives <laughs> any instruction. Yeah, you know, yeah. the hell's that all about? But you're yeah. not allowed to criticise them anymore, are you? I mean, everybody knows that Twitter is a cesspit. But as soon as someone dares criticise an injudicious ride, there's a sort of a a pylon by all these sort of virtue signal accounts saying, you know, how many winners have you ridden, talking through your pocket, et cetera, et cetera. So they, they're protected, aren't they, from any kind of criticism or feedback by people, you know, who, who should be in the camp of punters. I mean, you know, I've seen, I stay out of any kind of interaction really on Twitter, but you know, they're all shapes and sizes, aren't they? You get the, the blokes that who habitually leap to the, the defence of pretty female jockeys. So I'll leave you to see <laughs> why, why that is. And then you get the sort of what I call the pseudo insiders. And they tend to be younger people. And they either write a blog that no one fucking reads or they've got a share in one, been on a couple of stable visits and had a newsletter. And all of a sudden, they're at the heart of racing, defending trainers and jockeys from people that don't know any better. And what they don't realise is that, you know, syndicate, a lot of these syndicate members are regarded by trainers as sort of carcasses that have yet to be picked clean. Right. So these guys would not, you know, piss on your tongue if your mouth was on fire. And yet they have armies of people that are prepared to defend the indefensible. And, you know, whatever they say or do, jockeys, you know, they're just immune from criticism. You know, no, nobody's sort of saying that you should threaten people and all that sort of rubbish or say people are in the pay of Ladbrokes for throwing races. But, you know, criticism and feedback is shut down routinely on Twitter by, you know, by punters or, or by race goers. And I think that's really disappointing. And, and so until you get that kind of feedback, um, you know, nothing's going to improve, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do, I do, yeah, I do agree with that because I've done it, I've done it myself with with jockeys, you know, on my personal account, mm. and I, and I've, in sometimes I've, 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 I've even tagged them in it, you know, as if to say I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not just being a being a faceless warrior. I just, I just think that 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 deserves. But then I've also appraised the other. But the problem is with, with Twitter, the, the the cesspit that it is. Yeah. I mean, obviously we've had the Safi Osborne. Yeah. Um, scenario recently and and you know there are so many like loon, loony tunes out yeah. there that, that that just abuse because they've just lost in a short head they've lost a short head in a photo because yeah the prop you know and, and i mean there's so many finishes where you could probably say well you know if 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 she or he could have could have changed the whip hand and, and got that, you know, that that it would have won, or you know, oh. if, if the, you'd have made that maneuver, it, it would have won. But I think the problem is sometimes we we, we look at Twitter and we think, you know, you see some ab- abhorrent abuse. Uh, uh, let's yeah. be right, Th- these these lads, and, and I'm not defending because I mean we're the bar stewards and we 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 tend to we tend to criticise where others uh, fear to tread, but at the same time. Sometimes I just see limit, you know, for an unlucky loser. Sometimes I see limit, uh, unlimited um, abuse, and yeah. and I think that's where we need to sort of like be careful of. Sure. We need to be we need to be critical, and we need to uh, yeah. attack. But but at the same time, you know, like 
I, I don't know. It's a fine line for me it, because it's a fine line. Yeah. I mean, nobody, you know, nobody here or anyone reasonable condone sort of threatening people and all that sort of crap. And you discard, you know, Kieran from Stockport or, you know, Bob from Stoke, who says that this jockey is being paid to throw races. You, you discard that. But but it seems to me that even legitimate criticism is shut down with the how many winners have you ridden uh, by by the how many winners have you ridden brigade and you know look I think it's sort of symptomatic of society you know just people grow up grow a pair I've fucked up in life a lot and I've had the dogs abuse for it and you know obviously not on social media but by people that've been affected so it's part and parcel of life I think I, I don't know whether I'm an old gammon probably but you know <laughs> I think some red face sweating racist from the shires that, that you know that hates everything but 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 i don't think i am and i just think you know it is a balance and 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 i just think people have got to you know maybe grow up a little bit and and, and accept that it's part and parcel of being in the public eye but you know maybe maybe i'm wrong and i'm probably am no i mean no i mean it's, it, as i said it to, to me it's 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 fair game for for, for con- constructive criticism yeah. i mean you know, John, what's your view on 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 say online criticism of jockeys and and defense? I mean, I, I take Chris's point that the media will like you know you've got your Nick looks, you've got your the, the, they all defend everything. They defend the clerks, they defend the trainers, they defend the jockeys. It's pretty defensive, wouldn't you agree? There's certainly not many that call out bad rides. Mm. And uh, and then as you mentioned on on. The other side of the coin, you've got the situation where there's the fella sat in his bed, sitting in his resting pants, taping in block caps. That's me. <laughs> get past in his sister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even wear pants, though. That's the thing. That's the difference. Just the vest and a pair of Good shoes. Good God. Yeah. And a pair of shoes. Yeah, that's it. Wellingtons. But but I think I think. You know, one one chap that I think you, you are, I don't know, I think you tried to get him on, a chap who has a Twitter account called Icy, Icy Tentacles. He, he uh, earlier in the year or last year, he did a sort of 100 commandments of betting. And one of those struck me, which was that, you know, the pundits and the media are the first to defend the most rancid aspects of the game. You know, the people, you, if you gave them five grand and said, right, survive, they'd go skint in three weeks. So, you know, you're never going to get the media calling out poor behavior or bad rides it just you know it's just too cozy and it's just not going to happen but but and that that's fair enough but when you get sort of you know joe public's being shut down i think it's a bit bit you know a bit odd that that you know criticism is not accepted or taken on board it's just you know maybe it's just life in general i think no, like I said, yeah, I, I agree agree with all. Um, it just is the way of the world. And I think sometimes, you know, you get a Safi Osborne situation where, you know, that's that's beyond that's the pale. In fact, yeah, that's different, though, isn't it? That's, that's threats. I mean, that's not criticism. That's just hate yeah. comments that, you know, need to be, you know, taken for by police or whatever. But what I'm talking about is, you know, that was a shit ride. You're an idiot. I think, you know, whatever people may think of the intemperate language, I think that that's somebody's point of view. Somebody who is a pocket talker, which is a good thing in my in my view, because, you know, if you're a pocket talker, you've got skin in the game. Right. You've got a financial interest in the outcome. So I'm more interested in your opinion than some talking head that never had a bet in their life. Their opinion, unless they're absolutely superb judges, is meaningless to me so pocket talking i don't think is a problem really providing it's done in a measured manner yeah now okay right so we move on yeah and we're going to split up 
the show with another, a, a fun question, really, um, from a, a good listener of the show. And I, 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 you might, he's worth a follow, is John Hines. It's Mr. 101 on Twitter. Um, if you just type in John Hines, I think you'll find him. That's H-Y-N-E-S. I think he's got a lot of good opinions on the sport. Some I don't agree with. For example, John is a... He's anti-whip. He's he wants the whip banned. But as I said, he, he's he's got experience in the game. He's a full timer, and he's got some really good good views and opinions. And he shares a lot of good good media stuff that I yeah. also read and catch yeah, up on. Right. So thank you, John, for that. And he, he's got a fun question, and he says, if you could swap two Olympic presenters commentators for two racing presenters commentators, who would? go and who would come in i will go to john first on this one two olympic presenters i don't know any you john um, <laughs> well i would definitely bring in alex scott who has incurred the wrath of lord digby jones over uh <laughs> over her renunciation this week and uh i think anything that Upsets Lord Digby, so okay by me. So I would, I would definitely bring her in, uh, and then possibly Michael Johnson, former fastest man on earth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's terrific. I, I think he, he could come in in a sort of Mikey Holding type role. Yeah. Um, if, if they had cricket in the Olympics, I'd have been shouting for Mikey to be brought over from that, but. There's, th- there's things there. I'll have to go and Michael Johnson, I think. Yeah, that's, that's a good chat. I mean, I mean, the Michael Johnson thing does remind me of, like, of, of Mikey Olden and the breath of fresh air he, yeah. he's brought to at the races, punditry. I, th- I think it's a real breath of fresh air. And Michael Johnson's the same when he, on athletics. I could listen to him all day. And and yeah, so that there be so so John, come on, because we're bastards, right? Who would you, who would you who would you out of the commentary commentary teams in in favour of those? Who, I, who I, I think what would be incredibly amusing is if you put Peter Norton in charge of the beach volleyball, <laughs> um, because to try and get a couple of words strung together from him while he's furiously flapping away under the desk. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Um, you know, he's Ted Michael Howard with him as well, I think. And uh, I think I, I think that'd be great, great TV to be honest. Just watching him getting increasingly flustered and having to send out for extra Kleenex. Yeah. Like with, with me today, with me today, I've got Mark Howard with me, and uh, we're doing the beach volleyball. What do you think? What do you think to the Venezuelans, Mark? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so fantastic question, Chris. Have you anything to add well, on them? Um, on this? that the only place I run at is at the nose. I've got nothing, nothing really to add. I haven't watched any Olympics. Um, I like to take my own drugs rather than watch other people take them. So uh, <laughs> n- n- nothing for me. Got n- nothing to add. But I do, I do like John's suggestion for switch. I think that's that's very. I think that could work really. That would certainly put viewing figures through the roof. I'm sure. I can. To be honest, <laughs> I, I think. To, to be honest, I would, I would, I would get rid of the, the shouty man 
I would send to the BBC and the shouty man could probably do something, I don't know, something something quieter than, you know, to make him not shout maybe on the BBC. But yeah, yeah, the, Give him, put him on the snooker commentary. Yeah. He's dead now, isn't he? But yeah, get him, get, get him in reply to snooker commentary yeah. team, I think. Shouty man on the snooker, yeah. Well, you've got to red! Final frame and down in the theatre of yeah. dreams. It's in the pocket. Exactly. There you go. That's not a bad impression, actually. That's pretty good. Uh, that's class. Um, okay, we'll move on. Fantastic question, John. Um, Brian's a show up as always, and some terrific answers there. Uh, from John, um, we move on to the uh, final su- uh, subject this week, uh, which is obviously the racing league began on Thursday. Uh, not the ideal timing, I wouldn't have thought, really, to launch, um, uh, you know, uh, an exciting new in- innovative product. Um, Ian Davis has got his views on this, and his his question was: um, Racing league is the bastard spawn of of next Saturday's Shergar Cup. Um. Um, you know, and, and he, he that that he basically that's it. He, he he kind of obviously that's his views. And we've had a lot of tweets come in, a lot of DMs come into Twitter, etc., YouTube, that have said that, that right, it does not make any difference. You 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 back a winner, you don't give a a rat's toss who who, who the team is. Um, what are we? Th- I mean, right, my first question then is 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 to John, and it's. What the racing league? What would what what would you do to improve it if if it's here to stay, and or or would you just get rid of it full weight because it's a waste of time? We are top of the league, sir. We are top of the league. <laughs> you are going down, so you're going down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're going I mean, up, bastard ambulance. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's fat. He's shit. He's always unfit. John Gosden or something, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> who's, yeah. who's top of the league? Goose. <laughs> right. I, 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 don't, I, don't know. I actually, don't, honestly, I do. I haven't even looked at the league table. I mean, I, well, by the way, it's a good job you haven't because there doesn't appear to be one. Ah. You know, this is how good this is. I'm actually on the website now. Yeah, and they're telling us that in July 2021, for six weeks, 12 teams will go head to head every Thursday evening. Right. Yeah. A bit further down, it's telling you you can buy tickets for race day one at Newcastle. So obviously on Thursday they've had a bloody good lunch and they're still sleeping it off. That's disgraceful from the three years. Rolled out a bit further. You've got a quote from Hayley Turner. OBE, no less. I didn't know she got an OBE. Really? OBE? Yeah. Uh, It's great that the Racing Inc. has decided to try something a bit different. I know the jockeys and trainers are all really excited. Well, Grant Chiller certainly was. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I think it will help to capture a non-racing audience and be a fun event all round. Well, mm-hmm. if racing people can't find the frigging league table, what the hell chance has anybody got who's not interested in racing? Well, you know what, what they're going to do? Google, I'm not interested in racing. Have you got anything for me? You know, I mean, what the <laughs> hell are they thinking? Seriously. Well, 
thinking though, are they? Apparently, apparently my research has just, just popped in and just said um, uh, she's popped the league table uh, in front of me. And it's on the William Hill Racing League Twitter account, apparently. Oh, so we're in league with the bookmakers then. Ah, uh, well, it's the William Hill. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so there's, te- yeah. there's teams here t- telling you that Ozo, oh, so there's Paddy Mathers, David Allen, and Paul Hannigan on the Eastery Fahey team. Uh, they've all got the, the team colours and what have you. And to be perfectly honest, I don't know if either of you lads have seen a programme called Hunters on uh, Netflix, there's a, there's a sister Harriet who was hunting Nazis and she's a pyromaniac nun and uh, one of her favourite tricks is to take a blowtorch to the Nazis' knackers and I quite seriously think she would be a fantastic addition to one of these racing league meetings where she'd liven up some of these pillocks on the VHA. Uh, really need it there, scorching. Oh, <laughs> oh, that, 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 maybe you can reach that idea. I think I've got legs, really. Uh, I, I mean, like I said, I'd love John Lang uh, in charge of the BHA. I would, I would. In fact, that's when I probably start to come alive. I'm feeling quite dead after all this lockdown rubbish and you know everything else. And, and, and if if John Lang become head of the BHA, I would be. It would bring me to life, I think. Um, yeah, so, so if, if you want to see the league table, go to William Hill Racing League on Twitter. But, I mean, as we've said, I mean, well, Steve, Steve's messaged in, and he said, with competitive races, decent horses, good prize money and everything, isn't the racing league a vision of what racing should be without the teams, John and Chris? Whoever wants to, yeah, whoever wants to come in. Not far wrong, is he? Yeah, I mean... The, the prize money's okay. You know, I mean, there's probably some people involved you'd rather not be involved, but they've had to get the teams together. That, I mean, this is, yeah. this is quite funny. There's a, the team Ireland is O'Brien, O'Brien. <laughs> I, had, I had to laugh as well that Team Ireland are like third from bottom, um, you know, and it's like you could just see the dirty Irish, you know, like they, they sort of tailed off out the back, out the back, out the back, and then it's like the, the last two or whatever, the last two, like they landing gambles right, yeah. left, and yeah. Yeah. as it's they've the got the horses down a few pounds, yeah. like, that's it, weighed in, weighed in. Yeah. Um, well, can they bring subs on? Has it, uh, by, by about the end of September, they might be taking off the baby Joseph and bringing on the fetus. Yeah, <laughs> the fetus. He, yeah, the fetus. He, he's got five or six, he's been coking up, and they've all got 15 pounds in hand. Yeah. yeah. Got Ronan McNally in the wings as well. <laughs> Ronan McNally and Emmett Mullins waiting yeah, exactly. to come in for the, yeah, for, for the old carriage at the end. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, Michael Winters as well. He, he's got yeah. a couple lined up. Yeah, yeah. The, the poor old the poor old new race goers that they're they're wanting to attract and they, and they look at the race cards. By the way, that the courses still aren't printing. Where um, the bloody hell have they got these team names? Team for a baby. Team Bully on Vault. Itoro Racing. Goat Racing for God's sake. Team Odds Bible. Team Island, Team Arena, for Christ's sake, Team Swish, and Team Talk Sport. Well, you have Mike Perry, racing manager. Oh, it's Alan Brazil. 
I mean, some of them, some of them, it must be a money launderer's dream. Well, it's um, a bit learner for Alan Brazil, you know. I mean, the amount of thought has gone into this. I mean, somebody start this up with 15 minutes on the bog rating it on a fag packet. But by the way, they still they still haven't come up with the uh, proof of where the money's coming from to fund this. They've they've still not they've they've still not like you know like pub, pub publicly said where this where this money's come from. As far as I'm aware, I mean I could be wrong on that, but that's I've tried to find out myself. Can't find this this money that's been injected. Diverted the money from a scanner that was ordered for a kid's hospital or something. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it literally is. I don't know. I mean, anyway. I mean, the point is, are we being old, cantankerous? Um, you know, not willing to change punters. I mean, we, we've we've slagged it off. We slagged Shergar Cup off. Is it us that's 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 basically been, you know, not embracing change? No, because I want no. to be on this shade. <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah. Well, I'll I t- I tell you what was annoying for me. I mean, just, you know, everyone wants to look at who owns the horses, right? Because that's actually quite key to betting. Yeah. Because if you, if you think about it, right, you before you place your bet, you want to know who owns this. That's why there's so many owners these days hiding in syndicates because, you know, with these daft syndicate names that they come up with um, to get a price. Now the point is, if you then just put it into team names, I, I've lost track of. Well, hang on a minute. Does, does McManus own that? Does does you know? I mean, because that's important for betting. You know, you 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 know you you need to know that you you are on a on a trier in this game, and the the problem is half the time. You know, you you do check the owners to see. How did the cards appear in the post, Lee? I never even looked at the card on Thursday. It night. was just, yeah, it, it was, it, so it was just the the new colours, obviously that matched the team and the team name underneath. Oh my so, god! So, so you haven't, so basically, like JP could send three or four. Oh, with that's the fetus. Window, then, isn't it? Yeah, with with a baby in the fetus, and and just and just and just you know, and just basically run under these. Black or whatever colours they are, um, and and obviously you can't see that from a race card. You you, you have to delve further. That who, who does own that, you know, kind of thing. And I think that that's the. This is just so anti-betting. I mean, this is the thing. You know, having watched ITV racing on Saturday for a bit, because I thought, do you know what? I'll I'll give ITV racing a whirl. I've never yeah. been a fan, uh, but that's just because obviously I, I'm not really interested in all sound bites and and everything else. But I was surprised how little coverage betting got, yeah. and and that's what makes the sport. Because surely you, I've had this argument and debate that that people oh you need to attract new customers to the sport. Well, the current system is it's the levy which requires people to have bets. Now, what use is it attracting you know like uh, you know Chelsea from Barnsley to a Donny meeting that's not going to have a bet and just stand there getting pissed all day waiting for Boyzone to come yeah. on at five thirty. That's not going to help the sport. It helps the track. It helps arena racing. It helps you know blah blah blah. But it does not make prize money better for owners. It doesn't. It doesn't improve the sport at the grassroots. So where are we going with this? Well, you see, while racing can still put a good lunch on for people at the BHA, 
they won't even acknowledge that there's a financial crisis. And yeah. the only way you'll get that to happen is when somebody somewhere finally prints off a balance sheet, rolls it up and shoves it squarely up somebody's ass, then you might just find that somebody takes a bit of notice of the fact that you need people betting. And at the minute, the whole presentation of racing is being geared towards this narrative that says, well, we've got to be promoting responsible betting, and if you were going to have more than a fiver on, you can bugger off, basically, because we don't even want you. Yeah. yeah. We've made the point before, haven't we? Punters are toxic, as far as the beat. They, they want to talk about anything other than betting. So it's, you know, sound bites, human interest stories. But, you know, betting has is, is gone right down in, in, in the pecking order in terms of the coverage that the media affords it. You know, punters are toxic. We're the new tobacco, right? You know, it's as bad as smoking fags now, having a bet. Uh, and but but that's all well and good but as, as you both point out the, the, the sport is funded by people having to bet <laughs> and, and you know all this notion oh we've got to have more young people in well racing's always been an old old person's sport you know you get into racing in the main you know i accept there, might be, there will be exceptions when you're a bit older now i didn't i got into it quite early so i'm probably ex- one of the few exceptions to the rule but it's an older person's pastime i don't think you need to be trawling the the youth clubs looking for a, for a new client base. People find racing naturally if the product is attractive. And at the minute, I don't think it is. No. I mean, I mean as I said, you, you can't go again. The BHA must, it reminds me of this, this current government, that the, 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 the BHA must be in cahoots with something because everything is done, like you've said, Chris, against the punter. Yeah. And, and for example, you, I mean, you tell the BHA about the affordability checks on Betfair. You tell the BHA about opening a new Skybet account or a Bet365 yeah. account. And, and and if you win a, a few quid, and I'm talking peanuts, mm. you know, literally you could get the dreaded email, no, you can't have another bet. Now, yeah. how is that helping the levy? I mean, these guys are just walking into oblivion. I mean, it, yeah. it, it literally is the band on the Titanic. The, the BHA, the band on the Titanic. It literally is. They're just overseeing this mess that's going to end up going into the, the ground uh, wall of shame. Crisis of leadership. I mean, they changed the CEOs like they changed the trousers. You know, they, they they come and go, they have a short tenure, they leave under, you know, under a cloud or they're forced out, and, but there's no one there for the long haul. It's all a bit like football managers, isn't it, where you get clubs in crisis that change their manager every season and the fans, you know, moan there's no continuity or strategy and there is no leadership of the BHA at all. Well, like, you, can't, you can't expect a good appointment, though, because... No. The, the CEOs are appointed by these same idiots we say running the sport. So I'm not, not going to have a blind clue who to get or who's enough to run the flaming sport. And- and, it, and it's all it's all in a way corrupt because because the way the way it works is and I know this I know this from contacts I've had dealings with that that basically it's all about lobbying bookmakers will lobby MPs the lobby that you know it, it's all about getting the right result you know like to keep their to keep their status quo in in the game as in like right you know we're 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 satisfying our shareholders we're making plenty of money we don't want this legislation brought in it's all lobbying behind the scenes it's all bent. And it's all designed against against the punter, and we can see that because I mean I got an email today from uh, uh, 
from someone that follows Bet Angel, uh, a trading app on Twitter. And Goodwood, glorious Goodwood, the entire meeting is £10 million down on turnover on the Betfair exchange this week. £10 million from last year. In one year, £10 million. I mean, that is some turnover. That's commission that goes to the levy. That's et cetera, et cetera. What on earth? And this is why BHA just, you know, order another lunch and find another double barrel name jockey, a fine for a non-triers rule, you know, at Portman Square. It, it is remarkable. I mean, I mean, the amount of silence on this. And, I, and the reason we set up Barstu's inquiry was to basically make these make people aware of these issues. You know, Nick Luck does a fantastic job. I like Nick Luck. Nick Luck has a fantastic show. Lydia, fantastic journalist. But it's all the same. They will not they will not criticize what should be criticized because they're on the payroll. Yeah. Lydia's the same. Lydia was silent Andrew Cooper. Nothing. You know, I try to defend the indefensible. I'm sorry, but because Lydia's a regular attendee at Sandow. So on and so on. It's just it's boring. We've got people just li- literally just um, taking the piss out of racing, and and it, and from t- top to bottom, it's really difficult. So this is why the bastards were set up in the first place to obviously cover these topics and and say how it is. Do you, do, do you feel that way, John? Do you feel quite passionate? Well, I do. I mean, I've followed racing probably since I could speak, really. Yeah. Yeah. Some people probably say I don't speak technically well now. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, and I, I, I love the sport. I, I want it to do well, and I want more people to like it. And it, it's just not happening because there's absolute idiots in charge everywhere you look. You know, be at the top of the BHA, the steward in the class. You know, wall to wall idiots. And nobody's calling it out. And when well, you do, it's like it's like Chris said earlier on in the show. And, he, you know, this, this comes back to the when you do call it out, the, the racing media seems to have this like defense mechanism where it, it makes out you're a nutter or you're, you're an agitator, a trouble caller. Yeah. Like that, you know, and it's not the case. You know, you just want people to do well. And they're not doing well. Ten million down turnover, Goodwood. Yeah, that's it. That's the that's the figures. Yeah, yeah. which is but which is very concerning to have a bet. But yeah. what, John, what John says is right about idiots. I mean, years and years and years ago, in a former life, I was asked by Roger Buffum. Remember Roger Buffum? Head I, know. Yeah. I was asked to take up a position as a betting intelligence officer, right? Because of a back particular background in a particular government department I had. So I rocked up to Portman Square and had a lovely lunch, I have to say. <laughs> Roger was, you know, I mean, this was about three months before he had some, um, he had to leave the post because there was some sort of coverage in the paper about some South African bloke he was in business with that was torturing people. But that, that was another story. And anyway, so, so I took an aptitude test and it was racing questions and 100 racing questions and i got like 99 right the one i got wrong was the 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 length of the french derby right the distance of the french derby so they said you know this is fantastic you know you're you're our man blah 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 you know etc etc we're going to do some better due diligence on you better background checks and and i failed the background checks because they said well it's come to our attention that you've got betting accounts 
in the days when you could have betting cards. So, so we're concerned yeah. that you might use that information for personal gain. Well, the answer was, of course, I fucking would. But but you know, <laughs> the, the, but my stock reply was absolutely not. That that's an outrageous assertion and you know impugning my integrity. But they wouldn't have it, and they said that you know it's a matter of policy. That if you've you know it's obviously changed now because they've got specialists in the department. But at that time, it was all oh, no. You like a bet, so we couldn't possibly have anybody that knows actually about the thing you're meant to be investigating. So I, I was sort of sent a nice letter. Thanks for your interest. You're entirely suitable, except the fact that you actually know a bit, a bit about the subject matter. So, so that was that. And I think, although it's probably changed a bit, I think there is still echoes of that kind of behaviour that, that that permeate the you know the higher echelons of the sport. But yeah, there you go. It was the same with stewards. Stewards were recruited purely on background. If you if you were from a good family, there was no way on earth you would be any any way corrupt. You know, no. you grant that this government, for example, and there's so many from wonderful families. Yes. You draw your own conclusions about corruption, don't you? Of course, of yeah. course, and you know, and that that was kind of the you know as, as a layman, I thought, hang on a minute, surely that's a good thing, isn't it? Oh no, that, that's a terrible thing said the jockey club HR person who deals with the background checks. Oh, no, we, we couldn't possibly have anybody that understands the un, underlying subject matter. And, you know, in, in sort of the pre-selection, I got to know a few of the old boys that were betting intelligence officers. I mean, way back. This is sort of late 90s. And, and they're all, you know, all ex-old Bill or ex-MI5. And, you know, but, but bless them, they hadn't got the first clue about it. You know, that they were telling me, they thought, you know, they would, trying to convince me that Graham Bradley was an apprentice. I said, no, no he's a professional <laughs> jockey. Oh, no, he's one of the apprentices. Literally, that, that, that was the level of under, or lack of understanding. So, you know, no wonder, you know, in those bad old days, people got away because they just didn't know what they were looking at at all. And, and But they were quite happy, again, to have a nice car. I think it was a BMW 5 Series. You got fat pension, big expense account. I thought, yes, please, I'll have a bit of that. But, you know, that, that wasn't the way they wanted to recruit. No, good story, and I, th- I think that's a, that's a good way to end. I, th- I think we've had a cracking chat, folks. Um, just to let you know what's coming up this week, uh, the usual Friday show covering the Shergar Cup shit show. So we've wheeled out Andy Richmond uh, to uh, to do that with me and John next Friday because we need some we need some proper experts really to go through that terrible card that we all dread every year uh, next ne- next weekend. But and then on the Sunday sermon. We've wheeled out the Irish heroine, uh, Catherine Fry, to join us on next week's Sunday sermon. So we hope that you enjoyed me, John, and Chris today. Um, we've, I've, I certainly have a cracking show, and uh, I wish you all the best of luck this week, and we'll see you again on Friday. Bye for now.